At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Shoot the Dough is recorded in front of a live internet audience. And if you'd like to join us, no! Is that what I'm supposed to do? No, that was mean. Oh, <laughs> oopsie. It's time to do the show. I mean, shoot the dough with Aaron and Danae. Streaming on Mixler every Tuesday at noon, Central, or available to download later on your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. I feel like throwing something at you now. <laughs> That's normal, though, right? Happy birthday, Danae. Thank you. Yes. Welcome to a birthday shoe the dough. And Thanksgiving shoe the dough. Yeah. Now, how is that for you to celebrate your birthday every year right around Thanksgiving? I imagine it falls on Thanksgiving every once in a while, Every once it? in a while. Yeah. Which is my favorite. Oh, you love that. Yeah, because everyone's already getting together. We always, you know, the whole family gets together. And yeah. It's about thankfulness for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go, you do that thing where you go around the table at Thanksgiving and what's everybody thankful for? And if they don't say you, you like give them a dirty look. I'm just like, yeah, we're all here for me today. <laughs> yeah, I love, I don't mind it. I, I guess that's probably better than like Christmas because I you don't usually so. do like gifts for Thanksgiving. And so right. it's not like you get, you know, I feel, gypped on gifts. I do feel worse for people who have birthdays that are on or around Christmas. Yeah, or... I've heard that's pretty rough. It, it you has would have to be. to be very dedicated to make sure that your child, if you had a child that was born near Christmas, really felt celebrated in addition to Christmas because it would be hard to set aside like birthday money and Christmas money every Nobody year. Nobody wants your birthday to go up against Jesus's birthday. <laughs> that's just awkward. That's how I've always thought of it. Like, I mean, like, it's you're about special, me. son. And Jesus. But Jesus kind of saved the world. <laughs> so there's that. Well, you ready to shoe a dough? Let's shoe a dough. What are we going to do today? Just kind of chat Thanksgiving, tell some Thanksgiving stories, just kind of what Thanksgiving means to us, that kind of stuff? No. No? We're going to talk more about my birthday. <laughs> sure, we can do that as well. <laughs> but first... <gasps> We look around the globe to see if there's anything said about Danae's birthday. If there was, it is news. And we shall peruse the news. Oh, I didn't do a take. I'm sorry. I, know. I didn't have a what's take happening? that. I don't know. What's <laughs> what's a villain that we could use? Uh, a villain? A villain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> totally misunderstood. Okay, I saw a post recently. There's a still picture. I got one. I got one. Of like a villain's hangout from uh-huh. Disney. Yeah, yeah. And Piglet was in there. Piglet's not a villain. Or is Piglet. Take that, Mr. Piglet. All right. I was trying to help. You can start us off. Okay. Texas Diner tips a waiter $750 so he can fly home to Ireland. Wow. I love these kinds of things. That's not really a tip. That's a gift. Right? Like... You know what I mean? Like at that point, you've changed the the meaning of what you're doing. You're not giving them like 
oh, here's a little bonus for your service. You're saying, I see you're in need. I'm going to help you. And it was not the waiter, according to this news story. It mm-hmm. wasn't like he was talking about having a need of any kind. He just was talking about how it's rare for him to be able to get back home. And I guess they just all were talking and had good rapport. And apparently the guy who decided to give this tip felt like he wanted to help. So he said he wrote $750 tip and then with a little note that said, hopefully this can get you back to Ireland for the holidays. Wow. That's really that's really special because you're right. It's not like it was somebody in the family had died or, right. you know, and he couldn't get back or he hadn't seen his, you know, long lost brother in 20 years. It's just like. I'm kind of sad I don't get to go home. And the guy's like, well, I got money. So you're going to Ireland for the holidays. He is planning on introducing his girlfriend and new baby boy to his family, which he hasn't seen in two years. So they're all going to try to go back with that Oh, very cool. Oh, that was kind of a nice little holiday news story. What if you were in a similar situation where you casually mentioned something that would be nice to do? Like, oh, I wish I could, you know go out to my family and wherever, but it wasn't like a huge deal to you. And somebody was like, oh, here's a thousand dollar tip. Hope you get, you know, a chance to do this. I can see a world where I'm like, I think that thousand dollars spent better other ways. You know what I mean? Like poker. Would you feel, would you feel like you had to yeah, do it? I would. Would you? I we're different in this way. But it doesn't say, he doesn't say this is exclusively for, and he's just giving you money to do with what you want to do. So I don't think you you should have to feel guilty if you don't use it to do that. I don't know that you have to feel guilty. I think I would still feel a little obligated to use it for its intended mm-hmm. purpose. Like if somebody said, hey, here's $1,000 to go visit somebody in this place. Here's $1,000. I hope it helps you to be able to do this. And instead you go buy video games and yeah. a new couch? Well, I don't know. <laughs> or put food on the table or pay off debt or something. That doesn't have to be frivolous. The point is, I think that you're making is it's up to the person to decide how to use that. I think so. I think that's how it should be. Once money is given, it's a gift. Yes. Yeah. Which I think this goes for a lot of other stories, too, where you hear people like give loans for certain things Mm -hmm. and they're used for other purposes. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I want my money back. Like there, There is a certain point where you just you're giving money to somebody in hopes that they do what you want them to do with it. But once you give it to them, it's theirs. They can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. So it's kind of finding that line or, or that balance. I think I think if it, it had gone viral like this, I would definitely feel obligated to do it. You know what I, I would mean? too. Like if it had become this thing where it's like all over the internet. Yes. I'd be like, hi guys, I, I'm going to Ireland. <laughs> and then you just like grab a po- like a poster and then you stand in front of the poster. Yeah, like, a little backdrop. <laughs> Look, it's an Irish pub in the background. And like you zoom out and you're in Florida or you've yeah, gone to Hawaii exactly, or something. Exactly, something like that. All right. Uh, here's my first one. Man who still doesn't know who won the election wants to keep it that way. I can't believe this guy is still going because we talked about this in the radio show. Yeah, like the day after, a couple days after the election. He's still going strong, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited to see a picture of him because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I thought he was going to be younger. Yeah, I've heard him chat a little bit about it. I I don't know. I'm starting to sour on this whole thing. Really? Yeah. I think, I, think, I think he's squeezing a little much out of well, this yeah. 15 minutes of fame. Like, I. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why would... Well, because I. Okay, this is horrible. I don't believe him. Oh. I don't believe him. I think he knows. Certainly he knows. I guess I have to believe him. 
There's no, there's nothing. There's, I mean, it's a little cynical. Well, of if me. he's if he's no longer on social media, he's wearing headphones everywhere he everywhere he goes mm-hmm. to cancel out the noise of the world around him in case someone's yeah. shouting at him. Yeah. You know of, of the election results, which I don't want to talk about either. <laughs> um, but he also has a sign on the front of him. Yeah. That says "Don't tell me." Yeah. Which I think that there's enough. Like I think your point was there's got to be trolls Somebody's out there. Somebody's going to troll him eventually. That they if they, they're going to pull his headphones off and, and right. shout who won, or or just write it on a piece of paper and like hold up in front of the guy. Yeah. So yeah, I you're guess thinking they don't have he to knows say. by now. I I think he knows. I also don't know if it's something to admire. Like it's like I just think it's funny. It now funny I'll go with. Like you know it's humorous. It's kind of interesting I'm or whatever. Not, but yeah, I'm not excited about this because he's like really making a difference in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's more. <laughs> it's more like that's pretty this funny. Is how I was called to change the world. What a funny thing! Stop telling me things. It's hard enough. To like browse Imager and not get spoiled on Game of Thrones stuff, right? Like, like but, how would you not know? But I'm going to the to the internet at large. Like I'm going out mm-hmm. and looking at sites and things like well, this. Certainly, so. he's still using the internet. Is he? We don't know. I don't know, but it's it's hard for me to imagine. But anyhow, yeah, I'm just kind of there's a tw- there's started to tweak me in the last couple of days as I hear more about it. I'm just like. I don't know what's the what's the big deal here. Like you know, what's the if you had travel money, would you go troll him and tell no, him so that no, you see, know he's done? No, no, okay. two wrongs don't make a right. Like, well, I'm not saying what he's doing is wrong. I'm just saying, like you know, it, it's not up to me to like spoil it in that way. But but I'm also the person who doesn't like to be spoiled with movies at all either. So nobody believes you. <laughs> Everybody nobody believes. Everybody thinks trailers. I watch all trailers all yeah. day. <laughs> nice. All right, what's uh, your next one? My next one is titled Medieval Strain of Leprosy Discovered in the UK in Squirrels. What? I found this super fascinating. Squirrel leprosy from the medieval times? (laughs) (laughs) It's not squirrel leprosy. It's just leprosy. Uh But they thought that it was gone. It was gone. But squirrels have been carrying it around. The whole time. The whole time. Since the Middle They've Ages. Been planning our doom. Specifically red squirrels, which I guess are becoming it's more extinct in the communist UK. Communist squirrels, that's what Oh my it is. gosh, like, Eric. Trying to get to the United <laughs> States and spread leprosy. It says that they can transmit to humans. There's a low chance, which I'm guessing is if you're getting, if you get bit by a squirrel that has <laughs> leprosy. <laughs> well, it's so funny. I'm just thinking transfer. I'm just thinking if you kiss one, you know. Eric, <laughs> ew. No one kisses squirrels. Maybe unless we tried to resuscitate them or something. Yeah, exactly. So the strain was discovered in 08, previously thought to infect only humans in the Caribbean and Mexico. And now, um, the strains probably developed from a common ancestor 27,000 years ago, but now found in red squirrels, specifically from Brown Sea Island in England. Hmm. I guess I will avoid squirrels. It closely matches a strain found in the skeletal remains of a leprosy victim. Buried about 730 years ago near the island. What? What if it like got into the soil and then it got into like some nuts? Yeah. And some oak tree. Yeah. And they had the acorns and. <gasps> Aaron, I just went on this type of leprosy recently discovered in armadillos in the U.S. Yeah. It is a good reminder what? that animals can carry diseases that hurt us that don't hurt them. You know what I mean? 
like uh, you hear cases of even pets, like dogs or something, carrying something that doesn't hurt the dog, but then all of a sudden, you know, makes the family sick kind of thing. It goes on to say that in 2015, there was, quote, a spike in leprosy cases in Florida. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember this happening. Uh, it stemmed from human contact with infected armadillos. There you go. They're naturally infected with uh, with leprosy. Well, I remember hearing in Bible times, if you had leprosy, you had to go around shouting unclean, yeah. unclean. So we just need a way for armadillos to learn how to shout unclean. I think they're all got... just unclean. <laughs> just don't just, touch them. That's the lesson. I, all animals are nasty. Because I grew up in church with like the leprosy stories, I I had this weird vision of what leprosy was. And body parts just fall off. Yes. <laughs> I saw like open like wounds and mm-hmm. sores, yeah, and then yeah. like just a, then like you just have a body part fall off every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily work that way. No, I was really surprised later on in life to find out exactly how that works. Well, how exactly how does it work today? The nerves are what is ruined, right. so you don't feel you don't yourself. Feel things, and so yeah, so you accidentally chop your arm off. It's not like it falls <laughs> off. <laughs> or you shut it in a car door. And you don't yeah, notice that's right. it. You, you don't walk realize. away. <laughs> You're like, what? Why is my seat so wet? Oh, that's my blood. So really, the lesson is if you're going to the UK, specifically a certain area, avoid red squirrels. And if you're in the US, armadillos are bad. Yeah. And always check to see if your arm's caught in the door. (laughs) That's the lesson. That's the lesson. Speaking of animals, uh, dead rodent sewn into a woman's new dress. Ew! Lawsuit. No. You, you, you've you seen the picture of this, right? With the little mouse hand coming out of the dress. I have avoid. Stop it. I've avoided looking at this picture. Like the election? <laughs> this, is, this is your election result? So uh, I, I did not read this article because it genuinely tripped me up a little okay. bit. So tell me more about this. Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, her name's Kaylee, I think. And she bought a black dress and she later found a rodent sewn inside the dress with its little paw sticking out. In fact, when she was putting on the dress. So gross. She noticed a little uh, like um, or like a rash or, uh, you know, something oh, on yeah. her leg, like scratches on her leg. No. Well, the, the, the rodent no. hand had been scratching her leg when oh, she was putting the dress Aaron. on. That's so, so that gross. Goes, so that's why she's she's suing actually because she's calling that like uh, rodent-borne disease risk or whatever. But I don't think she actually suffered anything really except for a little rash. I think she's just trying to you know and emotional get a- <laughs> damage. <laughs> See, I think that's the better argument in the court is just like the trauma of knowing there's like a dead animal sewn into your clothing. That's so. pretty bad. This stuff happens though, right? Like I don't. Does it, Aaron? It, sure. Okay, obviously it does. FD, I mean, how many bug parts do the FDA allow in our peanut butter? We've talked about this before, it's and I'd crazy. rather not go back to it's it. It's crazy. They have like an actual size of a bug part that, you know, you're allowed up to a certain size of bug part in your peanut butter. <laughs> in a certain amount. How you just like if it's said got that. more than 12. And you're like measuring with your fingers like you've got so much bug part per million. <laughs> yeah, I think when you read it, it was something like three cricket legs are allowed per pound yeah, of peanut butter. Something like something that. Something crazy like that. So nasty. It's true, though. I think I would be so traumatized. Just to know there was a, so traumatized. a dead mouse in there, a dead rat. Just that's been rubbing up against my body. Does it matter to you? <laughs> little that little hand sticking out of the seam is so funny to me. <laughs> I don't know it's why it's funny. so humorous. It's dead, Aaron. It's I not know. funny. It's not like I it's know. Fightful hanging out like I saw waving the, at you. I saw the little leg 
that was coming out of the seam that I had touched, which was really horrifying. I froze. I was paralyzed with fear. Yeah. I was in complete shock. My eyes saw that it was a mouse, but my brain told me it can't be. And it can. That's be how you would react. I would be laughing. You think I know so? I would be laughing. This is why I will never win a million dollar lawsuit <laughs> because I'll just be like, whatever. <laughs> I have to remember if this ever happens to be upset <laughs> to like fake it. Uh, All right. What else you got? I've got one more. I've got to find my place on the. Okay. Grandma texts wrong teenager about Thanksgiving and invites him anyway. I saw this. I love this. I love that the pictures are that were posted are you know of their text conversation and it's basically grandma saying thanksgiver thanksgiving dinner thanksgiver thanksgiving dinner is at my house november 24th three o'clock let me know if you're coming hope to see all of you and of course that includes amanda and justin and he goes who is those (laughs) and she writes back your grandma with like a little emoji of like a grandma Uh yeah he goes grandma can i have a picture she's like of who he goes you lol and so she sends a picture of herself and he writes back. She goes, yes, here I am at work. And so he texts a picture of himself and says, you not my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> we should mention different races. So, And then he says, can I still get a plate, though? She goes, of course you can. That's what grandmas do. Feed everyone. So they end up meeting up and exchanging like a you know, conversation. See, I didn't know if it actually happened, like if, if he actually ended up going to Thanksgiving. Well, I don't know. Today's the 22nd. Thanksgiving's not till the 24th, Aaron. <laughs> Just want to remind you. Listen, of that my brain's been all over the place time-wise, preparing for shows for after Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has not yet happened. Thank you for reminding me. I have not eaten turkey yet. I should have known. I've seen a couple different articles on this, and I don't see it in this particular article, but in one that I read, um, he's actually bringing some of his family too. Oh, that's awesome! So he's got people he's bringing, and they've just made room at the table for him. I love stuff like this when people make room at the table yeah. for a stranger or for a friend that's in town. My family used to do this all the time. We'd have people come and eat with us, and mm-hmm. they weren't related at all, but we just treated them like family. I guess that's why I'm not to this day afraid of strangers. More stories like this during this time in our culture. This we need more people coming together who don't know come each other. Together. Over meals. There you go. I knew you'd find it. <laughs> All right, my last one. Scientists record the zeptosecond, the smallest fragment of time ever measured. How did they do that, Aaron? It is apparently the time it takes for an electron to be shot out of uh, an atom. And they were somehow so, slowed down the imaging mm-hmm. slow enough to be able to technically measure. It's pretty impressive stuff. Like, Science is impressive. The, um, let's see. The tag hour micrometer. Oh yeah, say, you yeah, know? yeah. I know that one. They made uh, horological history. Horological. <laughs> I think that has to do with time. I don't know. When it became. What if it's hourological? <laughs> Let's go with that, shall we? <laughs> it sounds more time related to me. <laughs> horological history is not something we should be discussing. Uh, let's go with hor. Uh, Hourological, that's not what it is, though, Uh, became the first mechanical watch with the ability to time an event up to one one one-thousandth of a second. So, like, watches can only do, like, one one one-thousandth of a second. This is one trillionth of a billionth of a second. So take a billionth of a second and then take a trillionth of that. That's a zeptosecond. That's how short that time is. I feel like if I decided not to blink, that's so many zeptoseconds. (laughs) 
Yes. The the time the time let's do the the time it takes I, you to blink uh-huh. is probably equal to the same number of zeptoseconds as if they were seconds. It would be the whole history of mankind. Whoa! I just totally made that up, but I think that's about right. That's a long blink, right? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, I'm blinking that long. It's amazing. And just like that, everything time, everything history. in history just happened. It's all relative in zeptoseconds. Time is weird to think about. It's just a strange it's thing to think about. It's even stranger that we are now measuring it in smaller portions. And I think about, um, like, Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So the big nemesis exists outside of time, mm-hmm. you know, So or God, you know, exists outside of time. Yeah, certainly. So it's got to be kind of, like, humorous for God to, like, look <laughs> at this earth and watch people go we've just measured a new part of time and he's like you don't even understand it doesn't even really matter <laughs> i can't i mean like, it's what does so it do? foreign to us to to think outside of time right everything we talk about we can measure we? in when it happens can we think outside of time no that's i'm what gonna I'm try right now okay go ahead danae think outside of time i feel weird because i feel like i'm taking too long <laughs> so this is really strange <laughs> I'd like to try to think outside of time, but it's going to take way too long. That's <laughs> the best. So today on my Facebook, I posted, you know, hey, um, share a memory with me. And I'm going to, because today's my birthday and I want to be in, in, uh, reflecting on fun memories with people. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one so far is someone from my elementary school. In the fourth grade, I transferred to a new school because we moved away from the north side of town, kind of more towards the south side of town. My parents wanted me to go to a better school. And so I'm the new girl. I'm in class one day. I'm bored and I have a pencil. It doesn't have an eraser on it, but it has like a piece of glitter in the lead part that I can see. And so I decide I'm going to like get this out. And so I took the compass, which if you don't know what a compass is, it's not a nautical device. No, it's, not like a direction, north, south, that kind of thing. She's talking about the thing that has the spiky end and the pencil end, and you draw circles in it, and the, the little spiky end is like the center of the circle, exactly. and then you just spin it around, and it makes perfect circles. So we had that out in class that day, so I took the pointy end of the compass, and I was messing around with the lead of the pencil. Uh-huh. And while I'm trying to dig out this, and it's important that you know that I'm digging around in the lead uh-huh. because of what's about to happen. I remember someone telling me that if you push hard enough on the lead, it just pops out the other side. <laughs> so with all of my might, I grip the pencil and with all of my might, I just take this compass, which I'm thinking is the perfect device to do this with. And I just push as hard as I can. And what ends up happening is it goes through the pencil, splits it in two and drills, drives itself into the bone of my finger. Ah! And I'm in class. Wait, when you say the bone... You you mean like it went through skin and muscle and everything that before the bone? Well, this is my finger. And then lodged in your bone? Yeah, this is my finger. There's not like a lot of muscle tissue. It's mostly tendons in there. But Danae, your bone? Dude, so obviously this was shocking to me. It was painful. And I lose all understanding of protocol. And <laughs> I lift up my hand and the compass is hanging out of my finger. Is I drilled it into my bone. And so, and I just, I just screamed, like a bloody murder screamed, right? Yeah, Danae, there is no protocol for stabbing your bone with a compass, okay? You don't have to worry about going outside of protocol. So on my Facebook post this morning is someone, Thomas Umfries, 
who was in the fourth grade with me. And he said, I'm sure you have a lot of elementary friends on here. And I don't mean to bring up something awkward, but and then he just posts a picture of a compass. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God, he remembers. And then someone else from elementary school posts. Oh, yes, this memory is burned into my brain. Because think about how traumatic it is. Somebody in your class stabs herself with a compass, holds it up. Everyone's looking at it, freaked out. And then I get rushed out to the principal's office. And Wow. By the what, way. How much blood was there? There was no blood. Zero blood. How, how is that? Well, there probably wouldn't be blood till you pulled it out. Oh. And then some blood would seep out. Interesting. She pulled out the compass without my permission. Well, yeah. She's got to get it out of there. No, she doesn't you need wait permission. for my mother to get there. <laughs> no. Yes, you do. No, you get that out. So when she pulled it out without my permission, because I was very I was very specific. My mom works just around the corner. Wait till she gets here. She's like, no, we've got you're to pull this out. You're fourth grade? Yes. And you're telling the school nurse. And then when she pulls it out without my permission, I hit her. <laughs> <laughs> Danae. I popped her right in the face. No, you did not. I did. Little fourth grade Danae punched the Bam! school nurse. <laughs> I was so traumatized. And it didn't bleed after that either. And so to this day, I have lead in my finger. You can still see it to this day. That's amazing. All these years later. Maybe that's why I didn't bleed. Got clogged up with lead. It's still there. Maybe that's part I'm of my glad superpower. That, I'm glad that something. they had changed to graphite in pencils by then as opposed to lead. Because you could have been in much more danger if it was actual lead as opposed to graphite. Like lead, lead could have gotten in your bloodstream. Bad stuff happens. I've had bad stuff in my bloodstream twice in my life then, if that was true, because yeah. I had cat scratch fever that one time. Danae, I think your life is a series of narrow escapes <laughs> from death. It's true. <laughs> it's, basically... it's almost like someone's trying to take me out. Ha ha, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, that's great. Wow. Stabbed right into the bone. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I'd heard that story before. I guess I just, two things I didn't remember. Number one, I didn't remember when it's your bone. Which is crazy. And number two, I did not know that you punched the school nurse. It's oh, it was the principal. Like, fi- like fist? You punched the principal? <laughs> it was the... <laughs> Boy, I was why upset. is the principal doing this? I was this? upset. <laughs> it was a very upsetting moment. She or he? She. Hit her Wha- right in the face. Wow. Like I'd... clinched fist? Yeah. I was mad. Had you taken martial arts by that point? No. Okay, good. No. I'm pretty sure it just sent her. I mean, she was very upset that I did that, but it was. What, What? Your principal was upset that a student punched them in the face? (laughs) They wrote it off because I was having such a, you know, dramatic day. (laughs) Yeah. The the school was in this L shape. I was at the far end of one of the L's, you know, and then all the way down and then all the way on the other part of the school at the very Uh end. Kids in that part of the school heard me scream. Screaming. Whenever it happened. Wow. I should have known that somebody was going to remember that. But seeing all my posts this morning <laughs> cracked me up. I well, loved it. Such a funny, me- such a fun memory. Oh, uh, happy birthday to you and the, the pencil lead that still resides inside your finger. It's my, it's my source of my superpowers. Aaron. So let's talk about Thanksgiving. What do you okay. got? What do you got going on this week? I'm going to play games. For Thanksgiving? Actually, no. Yes, on Thanksgiving, my family always plays games. Yeah, there's a. I think there's a lot of that that goes on when when families get together. What's like your go to? Dominoes. We play a game called Trash Train. <laughs> okay. You never heard of Trash Train? No. Uh, it's also called I think Mexican Trash Train. Well, that probably would be a little racist. I'm guessing. I don't. I'm know. guessing. Anytime you throw a nationality in there, I'm guessing it's racist for some reason. Maybe probably goes back to some sort of racist thing 
my grandparents learned it when they were in Africa. So I don't know. They brought it back and they taught us. Mexican so. trash train? Yeah. That sounds pretty bad. I just think of like a train so the only bringing reason Mexican I, somewhere. So the only reason I say that is because sometimes I'll say trash train and they'll be like, do you mean Mexican trash train? So that's the only reason I said that specifically right. is because some people, you know, they, well, apparently apology, it's the same game. Our apologies if, it, if there's some sort of unknown racism in there. Yeah. If you but don't what know you me, then you, you would never assume, if you know me, you would never assume that I would just throw out a racial slur like that for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just having a memory of um, about uh, two months ago, I was over at my grandma's house and they were recalling like these old songs and how they can't sing them anymore. Yeah, like, um, well, even like Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo was originally a very racist, you know, yeah. chant. You know, all they that... mentioned that one, and I mm-hmm. said, what are you talking about? And they told me the lyric, and yeah. I was it's not so tiger. upset. Yeah, it's not Tiger. It is Tiger, Aaron. <laughs> no, it, it, it is... wasn't originally. No, well, it is now. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe that. Anyway. Well, that's what, see, Sorry. that's kind of the interesting, no, I love talking about this stuff. It's one of yeah, the reasons I love having a podcast. No, 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 but it can go wherever it wants. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I think there has to be a lot of grace for ignorance. And then a lot of dedication to change once you know. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's just kind of the thing. Yeah. Because there are so many things that we don't recognize where they came from as part of what they mean to us. You know what I mean? Any, meeny, miny, mo was a way to pick things uh, when I was in school. And I had no clue that there was, you know, racial yeah. undercurrent to that at but all. But now that I know but now that, that I know, I'll never I, use that again. I, and I didn't know until two months ago. I feel so weird and sheltered and bubbled out. Like I, mm-hmm. it, and then they didn't tell me there's a nursery rhyme my mom used to sing to me. It's one of my favorite songs because it's just such a part of my childhood yeah. and it just lulls me and it's got this beautiful melody and it is clearly racial. Yeah. And until I sang it to someone else in the last few years, I didn't even hear what I was singing. Isn't that weird? And so then I was like, oh, this is awful. I know we don't use this phrase anymore for good reason, but it, it's kind of like the phrase cotton picking. You know, either that cotton picking person or whatever. That's, I mean, that's a racial Have you ever slur? said that? No, but but you, but you know what I'm saying. You wouldn't immediately think. I've never think- <laughs> said that. <laughs> but there are things that happen. It still happens. It happens often, I think. Where you realize that something comes from a bad place, you know? So when do you when do you say something about it? Like if somebody said you just wait one cotton pig in a minute, what would you do? Would you be like, that's actually not appropriate? Would you say I, that's, something? That's another weird place, right? Like what what is your responsibility to say, do you know where that comes from? Or if it was somebody I was really close to, absolutely. I would too. Absolutely. If it was somebody I just met or a stranger or whatever, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I the benefit I, is. I think I might be at the part of my life where educating people about that kind of stuff is Mm -hmm. important because I was so naive to it myself. Like, but my fear is that they'd be like, yeah, I know where it comes from. And then I'd be like, Oh, I don't know how to talk to you anymore. You know? Well, the, (laughs) that's why I use it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I think reappropriation is also uh, something I've really become fascinated by recently where words that are meant to be insults are reappropriated to be, um, positive things. Uh, the N-word is one of them. The black community has reappropriated the N-word. You don't use that word, man. Uh, no, I, I'm, I am not allowed. Do I understand it. my culture well enough to know I'm, I'm not allowed. But the word itself has lost some of its power because of reappropriation. Um, Jesus freak is another one. Christians were called Jesus freaks as an insult. 
but it has been reappropriated. Oh, that's interesting. As a, you know, and so you take the sting out of it. You take the power out of it by, you know, taking it upon yourself. It's a really interesting cultural thing that, that happens in a lot of places that, you know, that I've, I've kind of seen. It's just one of those things I've, I've read about recently that I'm just well, like. Well, you love words. I do. And their meaning and. And how, and how it's interesting how they have power. Like the power of words is an interesting thing because they're just sounds, but we give them power based on symbolic meaning. I think they just have power. Words have power over you. They only have the power we give them, though. Um, Otherwise, I don't know that I agree sounds. with that. Maybe then maybe, how do they? Then how does it change? If the power hmm. is inherent in the word, how do words lose that power? So maybe as we get older, and we have an understanding of words and meaning and intention, that mm-hmm. can change. But think about whenever you're speaking to a child. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like children can, but I would I would argue it's not I would argue it's not the sounds that you're making that are I would argue that it's the intent of the heart that is actually making that pain. So it has nothing. It doesn't have to do with the ex- with exact sounds that you're saying. You know, it has to do with. I feel like all this does relate to Thanksgiving <laughs> somehow. <laughs> that? Because I think that this Thanksgiving is going to be one of the most controversial around the the, oh, the table yeah. times. This is just a good time to think about all of the ways to try mm-hmm. to build a positive environment around the table. We have um, a varying voting group at our table this year, and I'm really hoping that there's just like a no politics policy because it's just so vibrant and emotional. I'm excited. I think my mom's listening in the live chat. I'm excited to talk politics. I, I, I love... See, for me, I think I was raised in an environment where we were allowed to talk about things we disagreed with, and it didn't mean we didn't love each other. And so, um, you know, it's it's exciting for me to be able to have those conversations. And we had political conversations all the way through the election, and, you know, we landed in different places, and that's okay. And, you know, so, you know what I mean? Like it's That's good for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, it's but hard you to have, explain. You have a really beautiful family dynamic of conversation. Yeah. And I think that we might as well in our family. I just don't want to try it out. I don't want to test it. Yeah. Yeah. I think here's here's what I've thought throughout this election. I have felt like we people have seen ugliness where there isn't ugliness. Don't get me wrong, there was plenty of ugliness. But for the most part in my social media feeds, it was just disagreement. And I think sometimes we see ugliness where there's disagreement, and that's not the same thing. Conflict is not the same thing as being rude or mean or, you know, uh, poor intentioned. And I think a lot of times because we want to be nice, nice all the time and agree on everything, whenever there's disagreement, I think it's it's seen as ugliness. And it doesn't have to be that way. Have you ever watched those weird, like, YouTube videos where, like, Dr. Pimple Popper? <laughs> have you ever seen those? My son showed me one, yes. Oh, they're disturbing. This is one of the are, grossest things I've ever seen. If you're seen. super grossed out by this stuff, I apologize in advance, but go with me for just a moment. I feel like this political season is kind of like, you know, when you just you think you got maybe got something like on the surface of your skin uh-huh. and then all of a sudden at it. all of a sudden it like opens up and something horribly disgusting comes out political pus and everybody has different versions on what's going on that it's really really bad or it's really really healthy or whatever mm. but what's happening is really gross and that's kind of how i feel about our political season right now it's just gross and it's yeah. just like and so you just want to avoid it i don't need to see i that. don't want to talk about it i don't want to watch it i don't want that to be a part of my thanksgiving dinner
You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's not get out Dr. Pimple Popper during Thanksgiving dinner. Let's not have that happen. <laughs> we need a safe space. We do need a safe space. And that's what I like about certain times of the year. It feels safe. Not, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Different dynamics and different families have different things going on. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.